Hello wonderful people. I just wanted to talk to you today about a pet peeve of mine. This is a pet peeve or thing that really irritates me about myself. I get so frustrated when I forget that I don't need to live by rules. And I'm bringing this to a TCK context here because a lot of us grow up with rules. I mean, this is true of humans in general, right? There's the rule of law and there are social rules. But there's something particular about many TCK experiences that make us particularly conscious of additional rules or the particular weight of rules growing up. If we think about TCKs growing up in um, an organisational context like the military or mission, um, these arenas have particular rules, some spoken, some unspoken, that govern behaviour. We might encounter rules even if we're not in these organisations Because it's not uncommon for families to get a little bit more protective um, or perhaps stricter with their children when away from the network of extended family um, in the passport country and whilst abroad. There can be a sense of needing to maintain particular cultural values in the family perhaps and so things can get a bit stricter around these sorts of issues Um, or it might also be this other feature of TCK life which is that we are fairly often aware that we could be sent air quotes home. If we are seen as breaking the rules That could be it for our time abroad. This might be on a visa level, a a legal right to live um, in the country level. So if we, unlike our more settled peers, if we break the law, we're not necessarily looking at a fine or a court case, which is distressing enough. We're potentially looking at eviction, essentially, exile. Um being sent back. But this might also be the case if we break the rules of the company in some way or we break the rules of our um, sending organisation if we're talking about military or diplomacy or or, um, mission, religious organisations. Even social rules here can leave us vulnerable to our families being sent home. And this matters, this is a particular context 
that a lot of us are carrying around, I believe, in our subconscious and some of us more consciously. And the reason I'm carrying this pet peeve is because I've learned certain rules growing up that made sense, that were necessary to keep me safe, that were part of my coping strategies um, as a third culture kid child. And yet I find myself still regulating by these rules in my adult life in a way that is no longer helpful to me. And I wanted to share three of these rules with you today. One rule I find myself trying to hold myself to is that I must be a, this is very particular phrasing, a good steward of my time. Another way of framing this rule is I must make the most of all my opportunities. I must squeeze it all in. And this has to do with the experience of a lot of us growing up of this kind of truncated timeline effect. We don't know how long we're going to be here or we do know how long we're going to be here and we know it's got an end. And that sense of make the most of what the time you're here. This is a wonderful set of opportunities. Um get on with it and um, experience as much as you can. The good steward piece of time ties into my particular experience of being an MK, a missionary kid, TCK, um, where being a good steward was a construct around um, being gifted, you know, our time and our finances are, are gifts from heaven, if you like. Um, and so we are responsible for using them wisely. But I believe this has more general applications as well, because like anybody with a job, you have to prove you're doing it well. But the kind of work that our parents were often involved with were, were not necessarily your typical nine to fives. And so this concept of doing right by the work, um, there were often work people felt called to, whether that was the diplomatic service, whether that was missionary or military, there was a sort of strong set of values around the work and this sense of duty to do well by it is something that I think not all of us, but a lot of us experienced in our parents. And so this is the context that I grew up in, is needing to kind of justify my activities, this sense of needing to demonstrate I was making the most of my time abroad. Um, in the missionary context, this comes very much to the fore when, when you consider... Um, the experience of um, going back to the passport country, often called furlough, um, where you are essentially reporting back as a family to the organisation and the people who are financially and emotionally supporting you whilst in your host country. There's often photos and stories and kind of here's what we do here Um in a way that certainly for me as a child invited a sense of needing to justify what was being done abroad, needing to explain my life. Maybe that's perhaps a better way of framing it. 
needing to explain my life. And I think this is a general TCK experience. What do you do there? How do you spend your time? Um, Needing to kind of communicate what it's like to live somewhere and what we do there and and what the point of being there is. And I can see myself carrying this into my adult life now where I feel the need to make good use of every hour of the day. But what I use, the metrics I use to judge what a good use of that time might be can be really judgmental. And that's my head doing that. Um, I don't need to justify my life. And I can feel myself cringe actually saying that. It feels really um, out there somehow to say I don't need (laughs) to justify my life. And now I'm giggling because I should be allowed to say that, right? So that's a rule I don't want to live by anymore. That kind of burden of make the most of. Of course I want to take opportunities that are there but when it becomes a pressure when it becomes shame that I don't quite know what I did with the last hour then I know I'm leaning into rules that aren't serving me another rule that I watch myself um, holding myself to is I must go the extra mile to connect with other people This sounds like quite a pleasant way of being in the world, but I know from my experience and from my experience working with other third culture kids as well that a lot of us take on so much responsibility for our relationships. And this is absolutely connected to growing up and learning that when we're the new kid, it's on us to make the effort. Because the people that are already settled in a community don't need relationship with us. They don't need it the way we need it of them. So it sets up a perfect um, context really for us to absorb very clear messaging that the rule of relationship is I do the work. Or at least I do the work first. And I can see this has had huge implications for my relationships in adulthood. That I take it for granted that it's on me to make connection happen. And this has tripped me up in more ways than I have time to explore here with you today. Um, it, It makes me feel responsible when I don't feel a connection with somebody as if I'm supposed to be able to get on with everybody. But isn't that the TCK narrative? We can fit in anywhere. What a pressure to hold myself to, though, that I must be everybody's cup of tea, as we say over here. And that that connection is absolutely on me. And if it's not there, I'm not working hard enough. Another way of framing this rule, of course, is I must make them love me. And this is absolutely related to safety as well. We are children creating social networks from ground zero very often, every few years, sometimes more often than that. And to be liked and loved by the people around us is absolutely connected to safety. So we work for it. 
and we can often get very good at it. However, despite that, a lot of us are carrying a sort of internal sense that we're never quite working hard enough, that sort of anxiety around safety remains. And it drives me a bit potty these days when I can see myself leaning into trying to follow this rule still. Because of course I want to make an effort with people, of course I want to connect with people. But I want to be more fair about it. I want to recognise that I am worth connecting to, intrinsically. That I don't have to pretzel shape myself to make myself likeable to everybody. And the final rule I wanted to share with you today is that I must have an interesting or successful life. And this is another one that feels almost silly to admit to because of course I want a successful and interesting life. It's just the rule that I learned has a particular metric to this. And of course, again, as third culture kids, we're often growing up watching our parents do very particular kinds of work. Work that feels definitely on a global stage, right? Work that might have wide-reaching humanitarian or political um, or business implications. Um, If we're missionary kids, we're talking eternal implications as well. So we can really grow up with this construct of a good life being one that, that is big, that is really big. We don't grow up with parents who do, dare I say, normal jobs, who are postmen or supermarket lorry drivers. Um, even in my case, um, you know, my father was an accountant uh, for part of his career. But he was an accountant abroad, dealing with multiple currencies in a big organisation and um, very, very necessary to the everyday comfort um, and just feasibility of life for a lot of staff members in that organisation. So even where it sounds normal, um, again, big stage that these, these jobs are set on. And I can see myself trying to hold myself to this rule when I feel shame that I'm not being interesting enough, that my hobbies are too pedestrian, that my interests are too local or small, that I'm failing to have a big enough impact. And and recently sort of even thinking in terms of, you know, my work isn't... um, on a big enough global stage or I, I should I should be a bigger voice out there in the TCK community and and again it's not about not being allowed to want that but it's about deciding we failed if we haven't met a certain standard. I want to feel free of these three rules. And I work towards that. Naming them is a big part of that. 
just naming the rules I can watch myself living by. And so often we can only really identify these rules by how it feels when we've not lived up to them. It's the shame, the guilt. If I'm feeling like I've not done enough significant, important things in my day, then I know my rule is that to be a good enough person, I need to have bigness and significance and global impact to feel good enough. That's a rule that can be identified. I don't think about pet peeves very much because, well, I find them reductionist and very often they're about other people. and I don't find that very wholesome. But I thought it was worth just sitting and noticing where I'm feeling the grit in my own oyster shell, if you like, and and hoping that noticing that grit and paying attention to the irritation I feel towards my own rules is an opportunity to create something more beautiful, something smooth and more ease-filled. I want to inhabit my time with a sense of longevity. I want to feel like there is time for all of it. That I don't have to squeeze things in before everything changes and I have to start all over again. I want to trust that I have time. And I want to trust that if I'm supposed to connect to other people, that they will see that too and do the work as well. And I want to create space in relationships for that mutuality. And when I'm busy going the extra mile, I'm not creating space for that. And I want to decide my life is worth it as it is, because it's mine, because it has intrinsic value. Not because it's interesting enough, not because it's successful enough, because it, because it's interesting to me and it's doing for me what I want it to do. And that is how I can determine my life to be a success. Rather than submitting it to some global metric. I could use my own. Thank you for listening. I wonder if this has resonated for you at all. And if there's an opportunity here for you to just notice if there are rules you are living by that aren't serving you anymore. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you again soon. Bye.